This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 30th, 2019. Taglines win from within. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Welcome to our fourth and final uh, week of our series uh, called Tag Taglines, where we take some corporate taglines, give them a Christ-centered spin. Today we're talking about Under Armour and the tagline, Protect This House. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also want to welcome those of you who are joining us on, uh, online on Facebook Live. A lot of people. So could everybody just wave to everybody? Yeah. See, we've got another whole congregation that is with us online. Would you all bow your heads, please, and pray with me? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. What an opportunity we have to praise you and to learn a little bit more about what you say in the Bible. Settle us in, and may we be changed and transformed by our time together, by your word. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, kids, you have your whiteboards, don't you? Does anybody not have a whiteboard? Put your hand up if you don't. We've got a couple over here. We've got five or six whiteboards left. Oh, three whiteboards left. So these are reserved for kids well, fifth grade and under if you want. Sorry, Lizzie. Oh, my goodness. All righty. There's a little one there, and there's one up here. Is that Davy? Okay. Got it. And Davey right here. Great. Cool. So this is what we did when we were in the Everett Theater. When the kids joined us for worship, we made a decision that every fifth Sunday, which is a few times a year, we would have kids kindergarten and up join us for worship so that we could, you could model what worship is all about and they could kind of be in the big room as they grow and prepare. And so it's kind of funny though, I've just got to say, our granddaughter Harper said, why isn't the gym open? And I said, so you could worship with us. And she said, it's boring. <laughs> so I want to give props to everybody who makes it possible out in the garage because our granddaughter absolutely loves it and doesn't want to be in here with us. All right, kids, you've got your own screen. Your middle screen, this middle screen is going to be your directions. Adults, our stuff's on the side screens. First thing you need to do, and there's going to be a lot that you put on your whiteboard, so kind of pace yourself. Put your name on it, and then next of all, we want you to put this logo, this Under Armour logo, go ahead and draw that on your whiteboard. Okay. Okay. Under Armour was founded... September 25th, 1996, by a guy named Kevin Plank, who was a then 24-year-old former special teams captain, University of Maryland football team. Now, he initially was doing business from his grandmother's basement in Washington, D.C., as he traveled up and down the East Coast with a trunk full of this apparel that he had developed. His first team sale was for the whopping price $17,000 that same year. As of November 2018, Under Armour was valued at $10.7 billion. 
Not bad, huh? Not bad. But this armor, under armor, pales. It pales in comparison to some armor we read about in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, found in the New Testament, second part of the Bible. That's our focus this morning as we protect this house with underarm, with ultra armor. Excuse me. Ultra armor. Here ultra. we go. Beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm. So Ephesians, it's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. Ephesus is a city located on the Aegean Sea on the west coast of present-day Turkey. Now, throughout this letter, Paul encourages unity among the believers in this church at Ephesus. And in the second half of the letter, he encourages them to be pure and holy. Just prior to our scripture reading for today, Paul gave some valuable advice for various relationships, including husbands and wives and parents and children. And so chapter 6, is he's wrapping up his letter to this church, and he starts with the word, Finally, it's kind of like saying, I'm almost done, but listen, finally, last but not least, I have something for you to say. And he says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Well, how do you do that, we might ask. And Paul tells us, you put on the full armor of God, the full armor of God. And we are calling it ultra armor. Say ultra armor. Ultra armor. Absolutely. So why do we put ultra armor on? It says it right here. To take our stand against the devil's schemes. Mm. All right, kids, write ultra armor of God on your whiteboard. So several things are going on here, okay? First, this isn't something that just happens. It's not a passive activity, it's not passive on our part. This is something that we have to initiate. Two commands Paul gives us. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Two commands. Be strong. Put on. Say with me. Be, be strong, strong. Put, put on. on. One more time. Be, be strong, strong. Put on. Keep that in mind. Be strong. Put on. It's a conscious decision that we have to make on a daily basis. Daily. Be strong. Put on. God has given us choice. We have free will. Say it with me. We have free will. And we get to choose then if we want to follow Paul's instructions here, or we can choose to ignore them. When we choose to follow the instructions, it helps us to take a stand against the devil's schemes. When we choose to ignore these instructions, these commands, we're basically standing totally unprotected against the evil one whose sole mission is to steal, to kill, and destroy. Steal our joy, kill our dreams, destroy our lives. Why in the world would we want to do anything other than protect this house? Kids, write on your boards, be strong, put on. Be strong, put on. There you go. So Paul points out here that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, authorities, powers of the dark world. All we need to do is turn on the news. 
All we need to do is look at the newspaper. It is a dark, dark world. And we're in a battle. Actually, we're in the fight of our lives. We're in this earthly battle against powers in the dark world in which we live. It's really, um, the battles are against Satan and his minions. It, there's a lot of evil, isn't there? A lot of evil. Now let's talk about Satan. I don't, I mean, ugh, not fun to talk about. But I want to share something with you. Satan is powerful. But Satan is not all powerful. God is all powerful. Satan is powerful. God is all powerful. Satan is just a powerful. All right, here's how it works. God knows our thoughts. Satan doesn't know our thoughts. But God knows our thoughts. However, Satan does know our tendencies. Satan knows our interests, our passions, our curiosity. And here's the big one. Satan knows our weaknesses. And will use that knowledge to try to lure us away from God. Mm, to lure us away from God. Carrie's brother, Skip, who lives in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, is the greatest fisherman in the world. Did you get that, Skip? You said you were going to be watching. I told you I'd give you the shout out. There it is. Greatest fisherman in the world. Anyway, Skip, see, uh, has, see those lures? That's just a little tiny, tiny, tiny sample of the lures that Skip has. He has a collection that I can't even, it's, you have to see it to believe it anyway. And each lure, from what Skip tells me, has a unique design and Skip chooses just the right one to lure just that fish in that situation onto that hook. Now, why are we talking about Skip and his lures, Skip? Here's why. Because Satan has a much greater collection of lures than Skip. Satan's collection makes Skip look like nothing. Because he's got bait for each and every one of us each and every one of us, depending on the situation, chosen precisely with our individual tendencies, as Kerry just said, our interests, our passion, our curiosity, and most especially our weaknesses in mind. And Satan chooses just the right one to bait us, to bait us into turning away from God and to lure us ever closer to Satan himself, trying to hook us just like Skip hooks that fish when he's out there in his boat. Kids, draw a picture of somebody catching a fish. All right, so the difference, uh, Skip catches the fish and throws them back, so they still have life. Satan, that is not so when <laughs> Satan snags no us. Back. <laughs> Our challenge is that we're not smart enough, we're not strong enough to win these battles against Satan on our own. We need God's help pure and simple. We need the ultra armor of God to protect this house, to protect this house. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 that says, we are God's temple. Do you know you're God's temple? And God's spirit dwells within you when you have Jesus in your heart. So spirit dwells within you. So we need to protect this house. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the, day after, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So Paul reiterates that it's important to put the ultra armor on and then he begins to describe 
what those pieces of armor are. He gives spiritual meaning to each piece, creating this ultra armor metaphor, the armor of God. Yeah, it's a, a soldier because we're in this battle. So he uses a soldier, battle soldier, as our, as our model here. So he says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now, the belt he's talking about isn't like this belt I've got on, this little skinny thing here just designed to keep my pants up. No, this is what we call a BHB. Say BHB. You know what that means? Big honking belt. Yeah. Belts that you wear when you're lifting heavy loads. You know, like if, you're, if you worked in a warehouse, you wear one of those belts designed so you don't hurt yourself. One of those belts you wear if you're weightlifting. One of those belts you win if you're a prize fighting champion. You know? As Priscilla Shire shares in her book, uh, what's the Bible study called? Armor of God. Armor of God. There you go. She shares... These belts, these thick, these wide belts are designed to support your core. Say core. 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 That's the center of it all. That's where the truth lies. You can't slouch with one of those belts. It'll, it'll hurt you. Yeah. They support your back. They give you added strength at the center of it all. And, and they strengthen you for the long haul. That belt of truth will help you keep from buckling under pressure. Keep your back from curving. Keep your shoulders from slouching. Draw, kids, draw a belt like you see on the screen there in the middle. Good, it's up there. <laughs> so, let's talk about truth. Truth is God's unchangeable standard. Say unchangeable standard. Unchangeable standard. And so, kids, when you get done drawing that belt, write this, God's truth doesn't change. God's truth doesn't change. See, what God says is what is true. We can have like a mathematical equation. Jesus equals truth. Jesus equals truth. That's why he says, I am the way. I am the truth. truth. I am the life, Jesus says. We live in a culture that often believes in what's called relative truth. Relative truth changes depending on the circumstance, the situation, the culture. This belt we wear is the belt of absolute truth. God's truth does not change, doesn't sway with the culture, is not an, it's not an ever-moving target. It, was, it always was, always is, always will be. It's the truth that God establishes for us, not through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Therefore, put on the full armor of God with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Now, the breastplate, it's a piece of equipment. Uh, back for a soldier, it was from about the neck down to um, the thighs. And its purpose was to protect vital organs, particularly the heart. The heart that pumps life into the rest of the body. Kids draw a heart. Let's talk about righteousness that Paul refers to in this scripture. What is righteousness? Well, righteousness is right living. It's living our lives in alignment with God, with what God says in God's word. It's living in truth, honoring and pleasing to God. Righteousness is the lifeblood. It's the heart of living a life faithful to God. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness reminds us of who we are and whose we are as we go about living each day. It reminds us that our heart needs to be focused on God. And when our heart is not focused on God, 
When our mind isn't focused on God, it's easy to be lured away from living righteously. God needs to be at the center, mm. at the core. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Footwear of a soldier in those days would have been like kind of like a sandal on the foot, but then there was protection for the ankle, usually made of like bronze. It allowed both protection and movement. So kids, we're going to do something weird here. I want you to draw like a boot sandal. It's like a boot, but the foot part looks like a sandal. I know it sounds weird, but give you something interesting to do here. Boot sandals. You know, Paul here talks about um, feet being fitted with the readiness that comes from peace. Peace is that deep inner feeling, <coughs> excuse me, of stability that one possesses when he or she has that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It allows us to not be anxious. Say anxious. Anxious. Say not anxious. Not anxious. That's important. But to live in harmony with those around us. Hebrew word, maybe you've heard of it, shalom. That just, doesn't that just give you a peaceful feeling to say that word? Say shalom. 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 And it's not just my peace. It's the peace of the community at large. It's that peace that goes, we read in, in the New Testament, the peace that goes past all understanding. Because we can be in the midst of crisis. Everything nuts around us, but we can be at peace. That's why it passes all understanding, because your mind would say, you should be crazy at this point, but you're not. Because God has allowed you that peace. It's like, you know, in, in the midst of all that, somehow, some way, God is going to see to it that things will be okay. Amen. So it's the peace that allows us to not lose our head when everyone else around us is losing theirs. And Satan would love to rob us of our peace. You know, when we're robbed of our peace, that's when we feel anxious. That's when we get worried. That's when the tension happens. That's when we start snapping at people around us. And that peace really destroys unity, doesn't it? That peace helps keep us connected absolutely to God and to one another. And it is so crucial to protect the peace that God gives us, to protect the peace that exceeds all understanding, putting on like the boots of peace. In addition to this, all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Roman soldiers had these shields that were nearly as tall as they were, and for good reasons. Uh, when the enemy shot flaming arrows, these shields often were the difference between life and death. So kids, draw yourself holding a shield with flaming arrows sticking into it. Not in you, into the shield, okay? So likewise for us as Christ followers, it is our faith that protects us against the flaming arrows of the evil one. Faith, holding firm to God's promises no matter what, no matter where, no matter when taking God's truth and putting it into action in our lives, trusting God in the midst of the challenges of life, Satan's flaming arrows. And then Paul t tells us to take the helmet of salvation. Now, a soldier's helmet protected his, his head, his eyes, his ears, his brain. Mm. So, kids, when you're done with the shield, draw a soldier's helmet. 
The helmet of salvation. Through salvation, that's when we submit and give our lives to Jesus. We're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Our salvation affects everything about our lives. It affects how we deal with one another. It affects the way we go about our day. It affects how we understand the world, everything around us. And so we need to put the helmet on so we can protect our outlook from the attacks of the evil one. Continually protecting our, our thoughts so that our thoughts can continue to be centered on Jesus Christ. Mm. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay, kids, draw a Bible and a sword. Sword of the Spirit, it's the Word of God. It's our weapon that we can use against Satan's attacks. The Word of God, the Bible. As Satan tries to lure us away from God with trickery and lies, it's God's truth found in Scripture that we can turn to, that we can rely on to protect us. This ancient book is as fresh today as it ever has been because it's God's living word. Each time we read it, God gives us something new, a fresh understanding, an insight we haven't had before, if we allow God's Holy Spirit to bring those things to us. It's a powerful weapon when used properly. You know, Bible is still the most widely bought book in the world. I mean, I think in the United States, each household has, I don't know if it's three, four, or five Bibles. The question is, have they ever been opened? Or are they sitting there gathering dust on a table in a closet used to hold a door open? I don't know. Because that Bible is absolutely useless if we don't open it. Amen? Open it. It's the greatest weapon against Satan if we use it. So the next thing that we read in Ephesians 6, and I'm just going to do verse 18. Paul writes, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Mm -hmm. So Paul wraps this whole thing up, telling the church at Ephesus to pray. That's pretty good advice, don't you think? Yeah, good advice for us as well. Keep this whole thing wrapped in prayer. Kids, draw a picture of yourself praying. Always praying. Pray in the Spirit, he says. And what does that mean? It's interesting. What does it mean? Well, it's as opposed to praying in the flesh. See, when we pray in the flesh, that's us praying in our power praying for our desires, praying with me in mind. Praying in the Spirit basically says that when we pray, we're putting it in God's hands. We're asking God to lead us, direct us, guide us in that prayer. We're asking God's Holy Spirit to take charge of us when we're in prayer mode rather than us being in charge. We turn the prayer reins over to God and and the prayer then takes on God's agenda rather than mine, rather than yours. As God's Spirit then takes charge and leads us in the prayer. Interesting. I'm praying, God, lead me, and then God brings me in. One, and it's an interesting interaction that's going on there. Take some practice because that's not our natural way of doing business, is it? No, our natural way is to be in the flesh. But if we work at it, God, with God's help and seek God's help, we can do it. And it's powerful. 
It's powerful. All right, kids, I want you to look up here for a minute. Quit drawing. Okay, so we had a great week at VBX, didn't we? And you sang a song up here for all of us, and it was called Trust in You. What didn't you? So we're asking you, was it just a good time, or do, did you learn something about trusting God? Did you learn about prayer? That's what we want you to do, to talk to God. That's what praying is, to talk to God and let God kind of talk to you as well. Every night of VBX, you, we focused on something. And so let's say it together. When life is unfair, what? God is good. When life is scary. When life changes. When life is sad. And when life is good. Absolutely. So those are the things for you to remember because it's hard when, you, when you're at school and things don't go well or when you're in your home and there's some stuff going on or wherever, ball field, I don't know. But just remember, no matter what, God is good. But you need to talk to God. And that's what we're asking you to do. That's your challenge, to talk to God and remember always that God is good. Mm -hmm. So adults... Are you ready to put on the full armor of God? Uh, that was pretty underwhelming. As we said at the beginning, it's your choice. And Satan would love you to choose to leave off the armor to do battle with him naked and vulnerable. You know, know this for certain. Satan is real. Satan's not just a concept, not just some ethereal idea. Satan is very real, and he has come to do battle with each and every one of us. And we're not strong enough or smart enough on our own to defeat him, I guarantee you. He's got every bait in the book, collection of lures to try to snag you, to snag me, to snag us. We know all the protection we can get. I encourage you, open to Ephesians 6 every day for the next two weeks until you un Till you got that armor of God down so that you can get up in the morning and just mentally put on that protection against the evil one. The full armor of God. Ultra armor. And why? To protect this house. Put it on daily. Amen. All right, parents, take a picture of the whiteboards. Send it to us. Connect at connectioncc.org. And next week we'll run it during the announcement so you can see your kids' uh, artwork. Kids, you get to go back to the gym next week. Yeah, so I know that that'll be an awesome time for you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today as we've taken a look at Ephesians chapter 6. Our focus has been ultra armor, protect this house. Amen. Thank you so much for those of you who joined us on Facebook Live as well. Would you all pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the energy, um, the, the, your spirit in this place. Thank you for the community of faith called Connection. And as we live out your mission to connect people with Jesus and the new life that you offer us, we ask you to help us each and every day put on the full armor of God to stand firm. God, thank you so much for this gathering. As, 
as we worship you in spirit and truth. And we know, God, that there is a voice of truth, and it's your voice of truth that you call us, that you plant in our hearts, and help us stand firm in that. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. In the name of the Father and the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.